Welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. To find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. People of God, Proverbs 4, verse 23 tells us, Guard your heart with all vigilance, for from it go the ways out to life. In this verse, Solomon begins a major theme in the book of Proverbs as he exhorts us to the discipline of vigilance. Vigilance, which our fathers in the faith called the cornerstone of all virtues, is a lost virtue in our age. Among other things, we have exchanged true vigilance for the faux vigilance of digital vigilantes, discernment blogs, drive-by, Twitter admonitions, cancel culture, and myriads of other digital distractions masquerade themselves as mature Christian oversight, but prove only that our concept of vigilance has been badly warped. For vigilance, as Solomon defines it here, is first and foremost an internal watchfulness before it is an external combativeness. Vigilance is prayerful attention to the thoughts, attitudes, feelings, desires, and inclinations that rise up from within us. Vigilance sees, assesses, and attacks the seeds of sin in the subtle habits of mind, body, and soul that we have built. However, unlike introspection, vigilance is not mere sorrow and hopelessness. Rather, it is an alert posture of ready cooperation with the grace of God. It is joyful mortification and obedience in the face of so many glittering vices. It is the opposite of Cain's situation. Vigilance, though he was warned, he is unvigilant. And sin stalks him like a crouching lion, and he was devoured. Yet like Cain, we often do not make progress in holiness because we are not joyfully obedient. And we are not joyfully obedient because we cannot be vigilant enough to see the day's temptation coming at us like a freight train. We are seized by sin while we ought to be seizing sin. The truth is that we are not vigilant vigilant because we lack a sort of sanctified self-awareness about our own habits of mind and body. We never even consider that there could be a much deeper connection between our sins and our unexpected and unplanned anxieties, our inability to have serious conversations, where our minds and our hearts wander when we are not being forced to think, our sleeplessness and tense shoulders, our worn marks on the steering wheel, our desire incessantly for some kind of sugary snack, the constant need to check emails, scroll through Facebook, read a book, or buy something useless from Amazon. We lack vigilance first and foremost because it is a hard and fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And what's more, we don't want to be reminded of these silent habits that are supposedly neutral, that we've piled up, that are blocking us like so many fig leaves from God. We wonder why we sin, even though we spent the first five minutes of the day with our coffee and our favorite leather Bible. Brothers and sisters, this lack of vigilance is a fundamental denial of the good news. For the living God is also your Father in Jesus Christ. 
He warns you to watch for the evidences of temptation in your heart and life because He loves you. And He wants nothing but your eternal blessedness. Yes, the call to vigilance is hard and tireless business. But the difficult is our vocation because it was the vocation of Christ. Because He did the hardest thing. He resisted sin to the point of shedding His own blood. We can follow Him. What else does it mean to be a Christian beside the life of Christ living through us? United to Christ, we share in the power of His sin-conquering Spirit. Of course, that doesn't make it easy. Our fallen natures are bent towards sin and self. However, it does make it possible. The author of Hebrews tells us in chapter 10, verse 14, that perfection for the Christian is the pursuit of sanctification. And moreover, the punishment for a lack of vigilance in our own lives is infinitely harder than anything that an attempt at vigilance could bring. Thus, we must do the difficult work of cultivating vigilance. This very day, begin the pursuit of vigilance by listening for what those nearest to you repeatedly tell you about your habits and your defining moods. Or do an even harder thing. Ask them to tell you. This week, instead of being led by your mind, set regular, brief times of prayer throughout the day to watch and pray without ceasing. Turn every errant thought into prayer. This week, incorporate periods of silence into your prayer schedule to reflect on your attitudes, your bodily reactions, and your patterns of thought. Instead of taking in your heart and stomach whatever you want, fast and give. Take your findings, most of all, to a mature brother and sister and let them work with you through this. Confess not only your sinful actions, but your sinful inclinations. Most of all, ask your father for a heart to love him, to see clearly enough to rid yourself of what he hates. Obey the apostle Peter and make every effort to add to your faith virtue. For the individualance is a truly clean cup, a healed heart, healed affections, the source of our life's action, as Solomon says. Pursuing the discipline of vigilance is primary and necessary for us, the royal priesthood, because without it, if we are not in order inside, nothing that we do on the outside will be in order. Vigilance shows us weakness, sharpens confession, and shapes our discipleship to avoid vice. But all of these things are only the motivation for vigilance. The goal of true Christian vigilance is this. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Thanks for listening. To find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com.